Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, I always get excited around this time of year because, I, I mean, I love tuning the trucks and, and working with all the high horsepower, you know, regular pickup trucks and things like that. But we really start to dive into ag tuning, and this is when it gets really active. Yeah, uh, spring and fall, man. Spring and fall, <laughs> those are the two, you know, the two times of the year where ag is uh, in very high demand, and rightfully so. We've been tuning agricultural equipment for years now. Um, I always think back when Nick first started diving into some of this, and I was like, oh, why would we do that? And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe we haven't done this longer, you know? Well, I think it's funny that you and I both have grown up in rural Midwest. Yes. Probably Driven some of the past. most rural ass <laughs> like spots way out. In, both in of Illinois. us, right? Just yep. like way out away from any civilization. Completely oblivious to farming. <laughs> 25 minutes to get to a gas station and yet drive past all these farms and yet know very little about it because I know yep. my experience of working on a farm when I was real young was shoveling shit at a dairy farm. Yep. It was not not anything to do with row crop. No. Um so learning about things like tillage and and different planters and yep. planter heads and and all the things that go into it and and combines and things of this nature things that yeah we all we've all seen them and we all know these general words yep. but like um what i know 10 do. years ago i knew nothing <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> and you're light years ahead of that at this point bro. right right um, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where you know we've take this we've taken a lot of the the fundamentals of what we learned in common rail diesel tuning, and we're able to apply that into the ag segment. You know, it's not about reinventing the wheel and, and pushing a tractor to its total limits. It's about improving the torque operating range that it operates under. That's going to help with fuel consumption. That's going to help with maintaining uh, maybe a higher gear at a lower RPM. Well, okay. you know what I what I always thought was really interesting about tractors is is you start comparing it to shopping for like a new truck, Ooh, and yeah. you could go get a base model and you could go get a, a high country Denali, yep. right? Now they have the same engine in it, yep. they have the same chassis in it, yep. it's, it's the same truck, but in a vehicle we would just kind of look at it as like, well, what bells and whistles do you want? Right? Do you want leather? Do you want cloth? You know? Do you want a good sound system? In the tractor space, Tor- it's completely different. Well, you get the same, you get you get the same interior, but you are going to pay for ten to fifteen horsepower or twenty horsepower in a different model within the series. There are manufacturers that charge six hundred to a thousand dollars per horsepower yep. as you start to increase. That, that that just blew my mind. Yeah. And, and listen, like when you're a farmer, picking out your horsepower is about what you need. Yeah, it, it, it's not about showing off to your buddy or yeah. doing a bigger burnout, right? Like it is. No. I need this to do my to live. And what's what's interesting with that, Paul, is is okay. You have a farmer. Let's say they do. They farm two thousand acres. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's say they're they're pulling a nine row planter. Sure. Okay. Um, that works well in, in 2018. Well, what happens in 2020 when you expand and your 2,000 acre farm is now 4,000 acres and your nine row planter is now a 12 row planter? Okay. Yeah. You don't want to go and spend two, three hundred thousand dollars on another tractor. And let's say you have a tractor with that's that's an 8R, okay, an 8R series. Well, you don't want to trade that tractor in, lose your ass, buy another tractor. You know what tractor you have. It's a good tractor, it's been a good tractor for several years. Well, what we're able to offer is a simple uprate that would take your mid-range 8R up into the higher 8R series. Again, same foundation, same driveline, same drivetrain, same turbo and fuel system. We're able to go in and improve the power output for pennies on the dollar from what it would be to trade in your tractor and buy a new one. And and this is this is why we love talking about this because I think there's probably a lot of our listeners out there who have tuned their truck and, yep. and have worked around farm equipment or know somebody who's around farm right. equipment and like really just applying some of those same basic principles yep. over to that end and you start to think about it like 
oh, well, it's not hot rotting your tractor. Yep. It's upgrading your tractor so you can appropriately do your job Correct. and make more money. I yep. mean, that, that's what it is. Guys, we have a great interview set up for you today. Uh, we're we're going to be talking to Jake from Crossroads Garage. I'm really excited about this interview, Paul. I get very often guys will call in, you know, diesel enthusiasts, and they ask, how do I get into this space? Right. How do I get to being a mechanic or more importantly, I want to become a dealer. I want to sell your product. I want to start my own business. Yeah. I think Jake does a really good job kind of explaining the pros and cons of owning your own business and what that pathway looks for success. Do you know do you know what's interesting, Chris? Is I was thinking back about that episode we did with the guys from I Build My Diesel. Yeah. Who have this like awesome social media platform yep. and and really working on like the technology end of the space yep. and have this like new product. And I think that's really cool. It is. But you start to like think about who could do that and there's less and less people yep. who who would be applicable to go and start that. Right. Now that's awesome and, and that's a really cool thing they're mm-hmm. doing. But then you start to think about, like you said, just the normal guy who loves working on his truck, loves driving his truck, was around his dad's truck. And now he's thinking like, man, you know what? Instead of working as a heavy duty equipment operator operator or mechanic, mechanic, how do I go and do the thing I love? How do I go and take my passion and turn it into a career? And I mean, we've seen so many guys. I mean, Paul, we've been here a long time at this point. You know, we're not. This isn't one or two years in. We've seen guys start from nothing, doing things on the side to you know, at this point in time, they've had two or three different buildings and they're constantly expanding and growing. Oh, like Nick Pregnance, Jason Worley. <laughs> I mean, <there's, laughs> like the list goes on and on. There's so many guys on. that I have in the back of my head here where, you know, I started working with their account back in 13, 14, and here we are in 2021. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're big time, <laughs> to it. say the least. So, you know, everyone starts from somewhere, starts from nothing, and they have this vision. And, you know, work ethic plays a big role and uh, self diligence, you know, that will get you to where you need to get to. <laughs> So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Hey, let's not let's not wait anymore. Uh, we'll dive right into talking with Jake. Jake Carroll from Crossroads Garage. How the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. Man. Thank you for asking. Things have been crazy. Yeah, it is. It has been it has been wild in all of the diesel performance industry yeah. for, for quite some time now. Yeah. Um Jake, we know that you are uh, owner and operator over there at Crossroads Garage. We're going to dive in and talk a little bit about starting a shop and kind of what what your path to to where you're at has looked like. Uh, but get our listeners started, man. How did you get started with Diesel Performance? I got started in uh, my career probably started right around 2015. Uh, I was working on stuff full time before that. Went to tech school in 2013. Took a two year tech program. Finished up. Uh, just at the end of 14 and uh, 2014 jumped into it got a job in an auto and diesel repair shop um was doing a lot of r&r transmissions drivetrain stuff really wanted to further my career in the diesel so i actually went to another shop got hired on as a lead tech and it took off from there and then uh, 2017 opened up opened up opened up another shop so yeah yeah that's how that's how that went wow that's awesome, man. That that's a, a quick run through through yeah. experience, right? Um, okay, okay. It so really you, was. <laughs> <laughs> what what did that feel like uh, going from working as an employee to opening up your own shop? It was uh, it was a scary jump. I'll tell you that. I mean, I was twenty two years old when I filed for an LLC. So oh wow. Um, Two years of tech school, a couple of years working at other shops, you know, a year and a half into my career as a professional 
automotive technician. I got my ASE certifications. I was studying like crazy, listening to all sorts of podcasts, doing all the research I possibly could. Uh, mainly what made me take the jump was I just, I really wanted, there was nobody in my area that worked on diesel specifically. I really wanted to grow that and become the go-to shop for that. I wanted to run a shop since I was a kid. Uh, I wanted to treat my employees a certain way. And I, I feel like there's uh, a lot of uh, automotive aftermarket and has a lot to be desired in a lot of ways. So I wanted to be able to be a shop that provided a good paying job, but also good proper training. Um, that was something I saw lacking in the, in the diesel uh, and automotive just repair community. Okay. So getting a shop, uh, starting a shop that was going to be able to provide good training, a good work environment, an exciting, fun, driven uh, environment to be in, I thought was going to be a really good add-on to uh, the, the diesel aftermarket. Yeah, and I mean, you had a couple of years, you know, bouncing from a couple shops and furthering your career and upgrading your position, and you probably learned a little bit as to what you don't want versus what you do want as you positioned yourself with your own shop. I did, I did. Um, you know, it's to me, you know, it is, not only was uh, there was the pay pretty low uh, at a lot of shops in my area, being kind of a rural farming community. Um, however, you know, how customers were being treated was, was the biggest thing for me. And I knew I had a lot to learn and it was a, it was quite the jump, but it was pretty exciting. I mean, starting out a shop at 22 years old, you know, we started with just me. I worked out of the back of my pickup truck for about eight months. Oh, wow. We went from uh, eight months of working just out of the back of my Dodge pickup that was not modified at all at the time to now we're 5,700 square foot. Uh, it's me and a business partner, and we have four full-time techs. So it's wow. pretty exciting. That's, That's awesome, crazy. I, when you say, you know, in a rural farming community, I, I come from a rural farm, farming community, and there's a lot of diesel trucks. All the farmers have trucks. So it, I think of it's a gold mine being in that area, specializing in, in that type of repair. Um, I, I would have to assume you're, you're doing you're doing well for yourself at this point as far as growing of the shop, having multiple employees. Walk me through what what are some of like the day to day stuff, or what's the most popular repairs? What what's the type of trucks that you guys have? Because I know up here we we have one sided of truck that's most popular. So what do you guys see there, and what do you play with? We do a lot of six O power strokes still. Okay. Um, not a lot more than I thought we would be doing at this point, uh, just because of the age of them. You know, it's it's. Uh, guys seem to be holding on to these there's a love there's a love for as, those as things man they possibly can <laughs> <laughs> so okay. we've got uh i mean shoot we it seems like we, we're bulletproof in a 6.0 uh power stroke about once uh once a week oh wow we get a cab down we're pulling in the next one uh <laughs> duramaxes lb7s injectors head gaskets i got three cabs off in the shop right now a 6.4 power stroke getting some work done uh, I'll be seven in a shop with a cab off, getting a turbo and some other work done, and then we've got uh, another cab off uh, right now, starting for another six liter. Okay. So one of the things that that I've learned is, as we've gotten a chance to work with a lot of diesel performance shops is, as you bring in techs, you bring in different areas of expertise. Uh, same thing as yourself and your business part. Everybody kind of offers their own this job or this platform or this truck. I'm I'm the go-to guy with. Um, what was it like finding guys who could fill some of the gaps of maybe the areas where you weren't 
the go-to expert, right? Like I know here, if somebody were to ask me about building horsepower on a Duramax, I'd be a lot more confident in helping them if than say if somebody came in and asked how to build power in a six liter. Yeah. Right. Um, how did you? How did oh, that yeah, impact your your hiring and and your general group's knowledge of expertise? It was uh, it was eye opening. Um, like I said, starting a shop at twenty two, I jumped into it and it was uh, yeah. I, I was a master certified uh, tech out of you know with my all my ASE certs and everything. But twenty two, you're still pretty young. Um, going on twenty seven years old this year, so five years running a business and it's you know that first eight months was like man, I don't have a lead tech to ask. I don't have a boss to ask. It's If I don't figure this out, the customer's going to think I'm an idiot. So I need, <laughs> I need to, you know, I need to do my research. I need to get this stuff figured out. So kind of, you know, I don't know. I know a lot about a little, or uh, excuse me, a little about a lot. And there's a lot of guys out there that know uh, a lot about a little. So I think I've been able to bring that into the shop's been great because I was able to get a lot of the diagnostic stuff figured out, whether it be on a six liter of Duramax, um, but when it came to hiring guys, I pulled a guy that was at a, uh, we finally, it took me and my business partner, uh, we actually didn't hire anybody until 2020. The March of 2020 was when we hired our first employee. Wow. Um, so we've actually, all of our hiring for, you know, our six-man career has been done within the last year and a half. Oh, wow. Which has wow. been pretty well, pretty crazy. It was just me and my, uh, my service manager, Eli, business partner for up until, shoot, from 2018 basically until uh march of 2020 so it was just us cranking out the work long nights uh lots of lots of caffeine <laughs> and then uh yeah pulling pulling guys in it's been awesome we got a guy from a uh a chrysler dealership who had a lot of cummins experience so we were able to bring him in but he'd also been at a, a gm dealership so he had brought a lot of that in uh, got another guy that worked at an independent shop who did a lot of a lot of power stroke stuff. So that was he was kind of able to take over that that realm of what we were working on. And then got another gentleman from a, uh, a Chevy dealership here in town who was just they got slow and he was looking for a, a, a job that was going to pay forty hours a week. So pulling him in, he I mean that guy can have a Duramax a cab off a of Duramax in two hours. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> no, i definitely. love that having the efficiency i i was telling one of the jeremy uh, that we have in the shop super tech he was uh he was working on a vehicle and i was you know it, it was amazing it was all 5p turbo and yeah. uh you know on one of the newer trucks and he had the turbo in and out in record time in my opinion and i was like yeah i was like i could do it it'd be a week and a half but i could do it you know so having the efficiency being in the shop is a big deal because you as you know a business owner times money right and you need the the jobs in and out and being able to resource a good quality team around you to be able to, you know, navigate and be able to do the things that they need to do, they become self-sufficient. And I would, I would have to assume that, you know, with all of that, there's, there's motives, you know, there's motives to everything, you know, uh, business, growth, um, being profitable, things like that. But then it gives you guys an opportunity to play as well. So what, what do you guys got going on as far as do you have any like type of like shop builds or like, you know, personal shop builds to kind of, you know, show off what your capability is or what do you got going on there as far as that stuff goes? Yeah, right now we've got a few of them going on. Uh, the, the biggest one would probably be my, my personal truck. It's a 2000, uh, it's an 04 and a half Cummins. We did uh, set a hundred percent over an S480 over a stealth 64 Okay, um, from you guys actually. And that's been a, just a rock solid platform to work with. It's, 
10 mil stroker CP3, fast 165, head studded, uh, calibrated power. Your guys' uh, MN3 tuning. This thing's just been it's just been a, a rock star for whether it be going and having fun, burning the tires off at 60 miles an hour, or hooking up a goose neck and towing a you know towing a truck over a mountain pass. This thing has been flawless oh man chris you are just foaming at the mouth for this thing this is ridiculous i mean i i think about like when i had my 07 you know and and, you know nick would always joke around like it's good to experience it firsthand and when you get a customer in house and you get to take them for a drive like when they're on the fence about you know doing some upgrades you know getting them getting them not necessarily behind the seat but in the cab of the truck and then go whack the throttle a couple times their open checkbook like hey let's do this you know <laughs> so having that uh having that type of you know a vehicle on premises to be able to illustrate and show some of your skill sets you know is a big thing do you ever use that truck as a sales pitch for guys when they're at the shop talking about doing a build or doing upgrades oh yeah oh yeah no i've had uh, i've had guys hop in this thing and say you know i was thinking about doing a set of 60 horse or thinking about doing this and and it's really kind of it's been a lot of fun because when i bought this truck uh, a few years ago when I was starting the shop, I was, I needed something to be able to tow a trailer and just kind of work, but still get decent mileage and be an all around good pickup. And it was still reliable. This thing's been a lot of fun because the first uh, kind of iteration of this build was 60 horse injectors, stealth 64, uh, head studs and a smarty, you know, a smarty senior. And it, it was like that for probably almost two years. And then, you know, so I've been able to take customers that have been in, in that build and then turn around and do the 100% overs, the 10 mil stroker, the big, the bigger fast, the, the S480 compounds and show a customer, hey, yeah, you can still have fun with one of these trucks um, and get good mileage. I mean, I'm still rolling 18 miles a gallon on the highway with on a set of 34. So it's that's awesome. Th- being able to show yeah. a customer, hey, this is the value and, you know, it's head studded. It's not like you're going to be, you know, if the tuning is right, you're not going to be blowing these things up like these guys on the forums are talking about. You know, oh, yeah. you can make a truck very, very reliable, still get good mileage, and be able to do what you want when you want it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, that's one of the most popular platforms for people to turn into a higher horsepower daily driver because it yeah. does lend itself well there, um, you, you know, especially in that twin turbo setup. When you're working with customers, what are kind of some of the the requests or the most popular stuff that, that customers are coming to you guys for? A lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys will come in with, uh, and I think that comes into just educating the customer. A lot of customers come in and a lot of them don't even know what they want. They tell me, you know, they'll walk in and they look at Eli at the service counter and say, hey, man, my truck's hazing and I don't know what to do. What's wrong with it? So a lot of them, they have no idea what's going on with their vehicle. And a lot of the, the basic repairs end up turning into the, the performance modifications. A guy will come in with, you know, a hazy LB7 and it's, hey, let's go ahead and diagnose this thing first. We're not just going to throw injectors in it because that's what, you know, some other place said you want to do. Let's diagnose this thing. Let's get it out. Let's hook up a trailer. Let's go up the mountain pass. Let's see what your fuel temps are running at. Let's find out what's going on with this truck so we can fix it. And then we can address what you want to do with the truck. And that's another thing that's nice about having, you know, my 03 Thermax here at the shop. Um, our uh, One of our employees also has a, a souped-up 7.3 Power Stroke. So we've kind of got a little bit of all three that somebody, you know, if they decide they just do want to do some modifications, we've got a truck that they can hop in and go, hey, this is what we've done to this. And it still works every day for what we what we do. It's still a working man's vehicle. So it's it's been really we've been really fortunate to have kind of all three 
here at the shop at our disposal to be able to take a test drive. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is it's it's taking that repair and educating the customer on how things work first, and then going into hey now we can go ahead and build a, a build a vehicle for you that, that fits your needs. I like that. You know, so many of our listeners are, are excited and want to go start their own diesel performance business or their own repair facility and specialize in trucks. And and I know it's really easy to get wrapped up in thinking about how much fun it is to swap turbos or how much fun it is to do a fuel <laughs> system. You know, hey, if that's yeah. your thing, that's your thing. Um, but, but I think one of the things that, like, newer guys forget is some jobs suck. Yeah. Some jobs you oh, hate yeah. <laughs> doing and you have to do them because right. the customer needs it. You, you yeah. care about the customer more than how much you like doing the job. Give our listeners some insight here, man. What are some of the grinded out jobs that you're like, Hey, listen, we can do it. We can do it right. But we hate doing this job. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's uh that's one, one place where I'm probably uh, as a 27 year old going into being a 27 year old guy owning a shop. Uh, that's, there's a lot of jobs. I, I honestly, man, I have to, I have to tell you, it's, it's kind of nice being able to call one of my texts and go, Hey, you're scheduled on this today. Cause this is a job I just do not feel like doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are, there are a few of those and it's a little bit of a weird feeling, uh, being able to kind of delegate a job like that. But, uh, shoot. Um, you know, some of it just gets really repetitive. I mean, no, nobody really likes doing U joints on anything, and it's like, yeah, it, it, yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head. Swapping turbos and making big power, you know, it's it's not like we're out test driving guys' trucks all day long or doing, you know, in a community like this. A lot of the guys they don't have the cash or they don't really desire to have a thousand horsepower daily driver. So a lot of it is the brakes, the wheel bearings, the, Hey, pull this transmission out. That's not really a fun job having your neck cranked back and pulling transmissions out, you know, day in and day out. It's, it's not the funnest job, but it's still something that has to get done. A lot of the time, a transmission job, you know, they're grimy, they're greasy. They've been driven through cow fields. There's, there's crap all over everything. They're covered in mud. It's, it's running down your back. You know, it's, it's not something that's a fun, glamorous job. But if a guy's going to build power, there's no point in throwing all that power in front of a stock transmission either. So you need to sell the customer something that's going to hold up for him. Because the last thing you want them to do is come back and say, "Hey, I'm, you know, it was fun for about a week, and now I'm, you know, now I have no second gear." Yeah. All I keep thinking about is you having cow shit rolling down your back. Just <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but like I said, if you want to, if you want the not glamorous job, that's the one I can think of. That's there the reminder go. right there. there. So those are the ones oh, that you. Those are the you ones you pawn off. On oh boy! <laughs> oh wow! It's called owner's privilege, bro. You get yeah. to delegate. It's a hard, oh, hard, ter- hard, hard thing to learn. Hard thing to learn. Good job. Wow. Um, you know, you got a you got a '07 pickup on the lift that you're doing a trans in, and there's, you know, road grime and everything dripping off of it all winter long. That's, you know. Maybe that's not the funnest job, but it still pays bills. Absolutely. There you go. That's Absolutely. the truth of it. Uh, well, Jake, I definitely appreciate you carving out some time for our listeners. I think this has been really insightful about what it's like to yeah. kind of very quickly jump in with both feet and go start a diesel shop and build it into something where you're you're now growing and you you have employees and, and it's like turning into this full-fledged, like, large force. What's that piece of advice you would give to somebody who who wants to do what you're doing? to think about it a lot take the time go talk to another shop owner 
you know, I, I am all for going and starting a business. It's the American dream, you know, getting out there, doing it on your own. However, you know, there are some days when it's like, man, do I really want to wake up at 4.30 and go in and work on tax paperwork two hours before our shop opens? And there's a lot of things that people don't think of. Uh, my dad was a businessman, so I, I kind of got that from a very young age that, hey, this is not all going to be glamorous. There's going to be a lot of stuff you're not going to want to have to do or handle in this job, but you're going to have to make it happen. I mean, there's there's weeks when I've sat there and it's I'm worried about how I'm going to cut payroll checks for guys. You know, I got slow this year, last year with COVID. It got got slow, and it, I had just hired two guys. And, you know, it's April of last year. There's nothing on the books for two weeks. And it's, hey, man, this is I'm stressed now. You know, it's not all fun and games, but it's, it's definitely worth the reward. Just go through, decide if this is something you really want to do. Because, honestly, it might, be, it might be something where you decide you want to go get a job at, you know, 27, 30 bucks an hour and go work for another guy that's willing to take really good care of you. No, that's I, good. That's really that's good insightful. advice, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, if people want to follow along or learn more about Crossroads Garage, where should they go? Uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're building our YouTube channel, finally. we have uh, Now that we've got enough manpower, we're starting to put, some, put together some footage for that. Uh, but, yeah, we have a, our new websites up. And then, yeah, Facebook, Crossroad Garage LLC, and then our Instagram, same place. We do have a Twitter. I'm rarely on that. So if that's, if that's your your, uh, your thing, then I probably you probably should get on Instagram and get a hold of me there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love well. it. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. All I keep thinking about is you having cow shit rolling down your back. Just <laughs> 